You are now tuned in, tune in. to the Spectators, Spectators Podcast. What is happening, you guys? I'm Packy, of course. This is episode 92, I believe. Let me check that. Episode 92 of the Spectators Podcast. I hope you guys all had a good weekend. Um, I definitely did. Yeah, episode 92. Okay. Okay. Another week. Another week down in this insane 2020. Um, it's about to be July. 2020 is going fast as hell. We're going to look back on this as just one of the craziest years of our lives. Hopefully. Hopefully it's not always this crazy. Um, but I hope you guys are all staying safe, wearing the masks in the in the right scenarios and social distancing when possible and all that good stuff. Lots of uh, lots of cases of the COVID right now, but also the death rate is is low and promising. Uh, so let's keep praying that that this thing is maybe less and less potent, and that's that it's a, a thing of the past sooner rather than than later. Let's keep hoping that we don't get this crazy second wave or something. Um, yeah, man, twenty twenty. Who'd have, who'd have thunk it? It's crazy to like think back on, at least for me, like beginning of March, I was about to drop the album, start rolling it out, had the tour in the works, got my wedding in the summer. Like I was just really excited about everything going forward in the next few months. And then this hit and just threw a bomb at everything. And I know everybody's dealing with that in different ways. Uh, one of my favorite uh, bars in town, Taps 25, right underneath the loft. I know a lot of you guys that have come to shows in Lansing are familiar with that. Um, has to shut down. Uh, same with the pizza place right under there. Um, so damn, I mean, everybody's, everybody's dealing with their own, with their own shit right now as a result of COVID and hopefully we're all in it together and, and it's behind us sooner than later. But I hope you guys are able to get outside, enjoy the summertime. It's been beautiful here in Michigan recently. We got 4th of July coming up. Um, and yeah, it's, it's about to be. It's about to be my wedding month. I got a few weeks until I'm a married man. It's going to be crazy. Uh, but yeah, lots of things happening in the country. Uh, we're going to touch on a few of them. Um, let's see, what do we got? Cancel culture, big topic of the time. Um, I want to talk about some of the maybe misconceptions of, of cancel culture. Uh, I think we can kind of all do a better job of diagnosing it and calling it out for what it is. Uh what else seems a bit old now, but the but the Bubba Wallace story was one of the biggest stories of the week. Uh, was more at the beginning of of last week though, so we'll touch on that as well. Uh, Cam Newton to the Pats. I don't know, maybe some other stuff. So uh, let's get into it and start with some spectators news. I'm a company man. I do it all for the brand. I give my blood to the job and I give my love to the fans. Really spec from the jump. Never no check in advance. And at the end of the month. I'm a company man, I do it all for the brand. I get my blood to the job and I get my love to the fans. Really spec from the job, never no check in advance. And at the end of the month, I earn a check in my hand. Let's see, we had the first anniversary of I Don't Wanna Go Outside. Shout out Apollo. I hope everybody went and streamed that and also has Apollo's latest record, 200 Miles Away, in rotation. Um, for those of you that have been under a rock, we got a new chapter of The Spectators going down. If you're not familiar, check out the last podcast. We got a video on, on YouTube kind of explaining it. 
Um, plenty of ways for you to check that out. So, um, OJ, his song Best Friend got added to a huge Spotify editorial playlist, which is massive for him. Make sure you go to the Wild Country playlist on Spotify. Run that boy up for him. Um, just out here putting on for the squad. Proud of him. Um, and I know all the boys have been been cooking lately, so you guys are in store for for lots of good music this summer. I'm I'm excited to be able to to promote these guys and put on for them and and uh yeah, just excited to see what's in store for all of them. That's about it right now with the spectators. Hope you're still running up. Guess you had to be there. Subscribe to the Spectators Podcast on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify. If you want to go the extra mile, leave a five-star review. Thanks to all the loyal listeners. And let's pod. You are now tuned in, tuned in. to the Spectators, Spectators Podcast. All right, we're going to kick it right off with what I think is probably the biggest topic of the day um, and is one of the bigger topics of our time in general with with social media, with the internet, uh, with everything going on with with millennials and Gen Z. Cancel culture is a, is a major major thing it takes some huge things into consideration as far as our lives here in the united states free speech uh activism politics uh there's just a lot of things involved in cancel culture and i know it's it's popular for i don't know big internet personalities to speak up against cancel culture i think most of the people I tend to listen to podcasters and personalities hate cancel culture and and speak up on it often. And it's weird because even though I hear that side of it a lot, it's still very prevalent in society. Um, so I think I also see um, people taking cancel culture and spinning it maybe in a way that it's it's not uh, quite correct. Cancel culture, and this is these are just my opinions. This isn't some big uh, research paper. Um, and cancel culture, you know, it's not. It's still kind of a working term right now. But th- so this is just my opinion on cancel culture, and I I think a lot of you would agree, but I think a lot of people use it the wrong way now. It's not simply when a bunch of people talk shit about somebody else. And I think a lot of people kind of take it that way now. Like if somebody does something stupid and the internet basically goes in on them, that's not canceling somebody. That's just you doing something stupid and reaping the consequences of your actions. It doesn't mean it's always right. The mob isn't always right, but that's just what it is. You, you do something publicly and you're going to get the consequences of that. That's not cancel culture to me. That's just living in the age of social media and the internet. Um, and you got to take the negatives with the positives, right? You can say something and have everybody just, oh, you, I agree, you're so amazing, you blah, blah, blah. At the same time, you can have people that are like, you're the worst, I hate you, blah, 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 blah. So that's not cancel culture. Cancel culture to me kind of boils down to two main avenues. One of which is going after somebody's livelihood because you don't like them and their opinions. And the other avenue is going out of your way to dig through somebody's past 
in an effort to quote unquote expose them digging through somebody's past as a journalist or a wannabe journalist to to find a, a crime of some sort uh a speech crime um and i guess if you're a journalist digging through somebody's past to find an actual crime is one thing but to point out like an insensitive tweet or or a poster of some sort over a decade ago that's that's just some of the grimiest worst parts of cancel culture out there so to me it's, it's those are the two main avenues going after somebody's livelihood because you don't like them in their opinions and going out of your way to dig through somebody's past to expose them to the cancel culture um i hate both of those and the tough part with it with that first aspect is the going after somebody's livelihood because you don't like them or their opinions it's tricky because people can justify it now with claiming somebody's opinions are we make the worst of everybody right like we live in a very polarizing extreme world where um one side of the coin is is evil and the other side thinks they're evil and then you just reverse that and everybody thinks everybody else is evil if you don't share all the opinions um and that's that's part of the problem is then you can justify doing these nasty things to people because they have different different opinions or you don't like them. Too many people now are so so sensitive when it comes to cancel culture. For example, like this this Crystalia stuff. I think a lot of you are probably familiar by now with with what's going on with him. I haven't looked super deeply into all of it, but from what I've seen, not good. At the very least, super creepy. At worst, pedophile. Um, if, if people, if people are on the internet, just, just giving their opinions on it, right? That's not cancel culture. Like me sitting on my podcast right now and being like, yeah, I saw some of those, uh, uh, tweets about Chris D'Elia and, and some of the screenshots and stuff. And damn, I feel like he's a pedo. Like if you're going to call someone that I would hope that you're at least speaking from a position of you've seen things that are true and and because that's a bold claim, right? So you want to make sure you're 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 in a good space as far as speaking the truth there when you're gonna throw those accusations around. But if I'm if I'm saying that, that's not cancel culture. But if I say that and I say, and then I go the extra step of of um like if your first move when you hear of it is to reach out to any advertisers or sponsors of Crystalia and mob them and bully them into denouncing him, that's cancel culture to me. Now, in his case, and this is where I say it gets tricky, does he, quote-unquote, deserve to have sponsors pull out? I mean, yeah, probably from what I've seen. But to a certain degree, that's up to the sponsors because it's just such a slippery slope, right? Like I said, who determines who deserves to be canceled? It's just the mob. And the people who joined the mob in my experience are some of the shittiest, most annoying people of society. So they're deciding who deserves the cancellation. And that will never end well in, in what I've seen because the mob might get it right half the time, but they'll get it wrong half the time. Like we've gotten to a point now where family members of canceled people are losing their jobs. That's insane. 
Like if you're the mother of a of a murderer, you shouldn't lose your your job. You're not the murderer. And to my knowledge, we haven't been a society that works that way. Thank God. But now we're we're taking a tweet we don't like from somebody and we'll fire their wife or or their mother or or something as a result of it. That is not a healthy society. That is cancel culture at its worst. Um, something you don't like and just going after every aspect um, of these things. And I get why some of these activists go after the advertisers and try to get people canceled because that really is hitting them where it hurts. And if you really think this is good versus evil, then, you know, all's fair in in love and war, right? Like if if you really think it's good versus evil, then why would you pull any punches? But so often we... I see people getting it wrong. It's not necessarily good versus evil. It's a, it's a battle of ideas. And I've said this on the podcast before, and maybe I'm naive. I'm, I'm open to that. But I do truly believe we all have these different ideologies and stances, but I do think the vast majority of us are trying to do what's right. I think we're trying to do good. We have different ways of getting there, and we have different beliefs, but I think we're all, I don't think anybody, not anybody, I don't think the vast majority of us wake up and try to be a shitty person. But it just shows how we've, we've devolved to the point we can't even accept the fact that there are other opinions out there. We can't disagree and debate the other side. We have to end them. I think we used to have better barometers for what was acceptable in a healthy discourse of society. But now we really have a bunch of thin, thin skin, call the managers. It, it feels like so many people have been coddled to a point where they haven't been exposed to a world of different ideas. So when they hear one, it's like just unbelievable to them on both sides, on every side. And that's kind of what sucks in our American society, too, is that it always is like a, it feels so just two-sided. Like, we will take any issue and make it Republican versus Democrat. The two-party system sucks. Like, in no way is one party just right on everything. But we, like, we took, we took coronavirus and made it Republican versus Democrat. How is a pandemic split along party lines? Everybody thinks they're being persecuted if somebody disagrees with them. But then these people get proven right too often when, when people resort to going after livelihoods and, and things like that rather than just debating. It's, it's just also clear to me. It's, it's basically take someone you generally dislike or disagree with, wait for them to say or do something controversial, or just dig into the archives and try to take their livelihood away. So, so we're to the point where a lot of the cancelers aren't even that concerned about the issue itself. They're more concerned with hurting their enemies. And I think that's what a lot of social media conversations, and I use the term conversations lightly because there's not actually ever real conversations going on in social media. But it's just so many people trying to win a debate, which there's a space for. But to me, Twitter is not the space. And I sound like a broken record. I always say, like, that's why I love podcasts. And, like, long form really is important. And I think it's great that there, there is a resurgence of we've gone through so much of, you know, the, the ADD uh, generation, um, the ADHD generation 
of we we have no attention span, but there is a resurgence of people wanting to listen to podcasts and long form content because I think we we went so far down the soundbite road that there are people that are like, let me hear the whole thing. Um, so that's good. I don't want to be all doom and gloom here, but we do. We have to start. We have to start extending some grace. Things are things are getting worse and worse. Um, in the dialogue because we keep assuming the worst about people we disagree with. And unfortunately, the media just keeps showing us those extremes. They don't show us the positivity, the common ground, the areas where a lot of us would agree. They show us the fringes. And then we get into tribes and we fight each other. If you don't like something somebody said, don't pay attention to them. If you don't like a movie because of how something was portrayed, don't watch it. Don't go to Amazon to try to get it taken down. Cancelers are like the real-life equivalent of, of negative YouTube commenters. Massive losers who take time out of their day to shit on people that are actually out here doing things and taking risks. Whether you like them or not, I'll just never relate to that attitude. If I watch something on YouTube, I either enjoy it and maybe I'll leave a positive comment and a like, or I don't, and I'll move on to something else. What's so difficult about that? And if you want to call somebody out on something, feel free. I'm not saying you can't call out shit that you think is wrong. I do it all the time. I have a podcast. That's basically what I do on the podcast. But, but stick to that. Make your opinion known. Like, debate it. There's nothing wrong there. I still, I, I, I've said it before. I just think speech is still the, the most powerful weapon. And again, maybe that's naive. But I, I don't think... I think speech is actually the only thing that can convince somebody of an idea. Force doesn't do that. If you get somebody canceled because you didn't like their ideas, I don't think you convinced anyone of your idea in that. I think all you did is hurt the dialogue there. But that's just my opinion. Like I said, I, I don't think, I think it's hard to get through to people that everything isn't good versus evil. Some things are. And some things are worth pulling out all the stops. And I get that. But too many times we, we, we think everything is, is good versus evil and we're good and the other side is evil. Like, have a little humility to, to think that the other person thinks that too. You get what I'm saying? So try to, try to work through it. Try to find some common ground and extend a little bit of grace. Something else we had going on, um, and it was it was closer to a week ago than it was some days ago, but it still falls in this podcast uh, purview, was the Bubba Wallace um, story. Uh, as, as with everything these days, it had to be extremes. Either it was a noose, and that's just a jumping off point to describe America as a whole, and NASCAR, and every NASCAR fan, and Southerners. They all approve of, of the noose. So it's either that on one side or it's, uh, it's, it's Bubba Smollett. It's, it's a hoax and Bubba's just trying to get attention and, and be the latest fake victim of a hate crime. Okay, so those are, those are the only two choices, right? There no, there's, couldn't be anything in between. But per usual, the truth is way more in the middle. And I'm sure you all followed this to a degree. You know how it turned out. I don't really blame Bubba at all for any of it. He was, for the most part, from what I understand, he was minding his own business. He got dragged into this shit. 
I think the only thing he really did wrong, if you had to nitpick, was that was that Don Lemon interview after the FBI investigation had already concluded. But like I said, you have to extend some grace to people, give them give them the benefit of the doubt. He's probably getting all types of crazy hate and messages on his social media at that point. And that's the other thing. Depending on what side of this thing people are on, you focus on maybe the love or the hate that he's getting. You choose the one you want. But if you're if you're Bubba Wallace, you're getting, yeah, all types of love and support, but you're also probably getting all types of crazy hate. And unfortunately, I can speak from experience. You get 99 messages of love and admiration, and you focus on the one message of hate, and it sucks. I wish... I wish we weren't wired that way, but, and I guess I can't speak for everyone, but I've talked to enough people to know that I'm not alone in that. And it sucks. And you got to try to work out of it, but he's in his head about the whole thing and people attacking his character. So I don't blame him for being a little defiant and defensive, you know, um, who I really blame in all this is per usual the media because they just, they can't wait for a juicy race hate story, but even more than the media this time, I blame NASCAR. In their initial statement about this, they, lit, they said, quote, a noose was found in the garage stall of the 43 team. We are angry and outraged and cannot state strongly enough how seriously we take this heinous act. If they would have just investigated first before publicly jumping to the conclusion of a hate crime, they could have saved our already divided country yet another thing to get divided over in re in regards to race relations that being said if you're Bubba Wallace here what are you supposed to do NASCAR is leading the way telling you what this is I understand his position and it was a tough one I'm not mad at him and we all have to stop being so damn judgmental with no knowledge if you're skeptical of the story from jump you're a racist turns out you were actually right but you're not allowed you're not allowed to have that opinion you're a racist and from the other perspective, if you take what NASCAR is saying at face value, you're somehow ignorant and a sheep. Like, why wouldn't I take what NASCAR says at face value? I think that's a legitimate thing to do. I also think, based on the little bit we knew, being skeptical of it was a legitimate thing as well. Why do we have to just kill each other? Why can't we all have our own opinions? The truth comes out, and that's and it is what it is. Everybody's got to chill, man. Let people have their opinions. They're not hurting you. Find the truth, and the people that are on 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 the side of the truth more often than not will will be the ones that survive and and gain audience. Hopefully, I don't know. I don't know how we get past this phase where it's all being the first to react and not about being right and conscientious maybe we never will maybe it's just the world we live in but anyway thank god it wasn't a hate crime you know and and, and on to the next thing i do feel bad for for bubba in that situation though like it's just kind of a shitty situation to be in dude like he didn't create any of it he didn't set out to do any of that it got put on his plate and he reacted to it all right on a lighter note, Cam Newton to the Patriots, big, big news. Oh, by the way, just got, just got news of this today. I didn't, I didn't have it on the rundown, but Imani Bates to the Spartans. Maybe I'll talk on that a little bit next week because there's some intricacies there, but 
possibly the the biggest recruit since LeBron, even though he wasn't really a recruit because everybody knew he was going pro. The tricky thing with Imani Bates here is, in all likelihood, he will still go straight to the pros. But for those that haven't followed it, there's some ins and outs on whether he'll reclassify to be able to come out earlier and play a year at State. So either way, as a State fan, you got to look at it as a positive. There's hope that we, we might get him to play at State for a year and you know, you can't control whether he's able to just jump straight to the league. If he is and he does, good for him. But if he goes to college, he'll be going to MSU, and that's big. It's big for Izzo. That's big for the program. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, back to Cam Newton. The Patriots make the NFL look like Madden. Gamers and, and people like myself always think being a GM is is easier than lots of these GMs make it out to be. And, you know, like the running joke is, is, is like it's actually much more difficult than what we losers think it is based on us playing Madden in 2K. But then you have the Patriots. And they seem to always get the better end of trades. They seem to always win in drafts. Here they lose Tom Brady finally at age 42. And then Cam Newton, 31 years old, MVP of the league five years ago, took his team to the Super Bowl, is a free agent. And the Patriots, of all the teams, are able to sign him for, for dirt cheap, put a bunch of incentives in his contract, which makes perfect sense, being that he's, he, he's been riddled with, with injuries as of late. So if he kills it and he stays healthy, he'll make some real good money. If he doesn't, it's not going to kill the Patriots. Why, when there's a big-name player available like this, is it so easy for the Patriots to get him? It's always the Patriots. And, of course, it's at their biggest positional need the moment they lose their franchise quarterback. Billy Bells just has the league on a string, man. He's really, he's really out here playing Madden while everybody else is making it the most complicated thing ever. That's about it. Um, that's about all I have this week. Uh, I do want to leave you guys with some thoughts on... On a very relevant topic, and you can probably tell by the podcasts and and everything you see on social media, you know, it's you can't escape what's going on in the world right now. You got COVID, and you got the Black Lives Matter protests, and that those are the two things I think we will remember from at least the first half of 2020. Who knows what the second half has in store for us? But those will be the two main things. Um, so it's a huge movement right now. And I just want to tell you guys why you don't see me being a big vocal proponent of that movement specifically. Black Lives Matter as a statement, of course, obviously. I'll say that till the cows come home. And when it comes to any act of racism against black people, especially um, acts of racism that are state-sanctioned, like the unjust killing of, of black people by a cop, uh, all, the, all the way to that cop going free in our justice system. Racism is one of the ugliest things that exists in our society, and I'm, I'm with anybody that's taking a stand against it. By all means, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is also an actual organization and a movement, one of, one of which there are things that I don't agree with. So... It's like if the organization, um, if the organization don't kill puppies was a thing, 
And they stood for not killing puppies, but also a multitude of other things unrelated to that topic. Of course, as a statement, I'm all on board the don't kill puppies train, but I'm, I'm not necessarily backing that organization. So I see a lot of these false narratives being thrown around on social media in regards to these things. And I just want to challenge us to, to, to do something simple. Be consistent. Okay. I've talked about this on the podcast before in regards to, to the black lives matter versus all lives matter. And like why it's frustrating for everybody to see the all lives matter people that don't seem to get the point of it. So I'm asking everyone to just be a little more consistent. Okay. Black lives matter. Everybody should, everybody should say it. Why can't you say it? It's simple. Like you don't think all black lives matter. Okay. But then all lives matter. You can't say it racist to say it. Of course, all lives matter, but, but it runs way deeper than the surface level, right? That those are the main, the main, um, platforms, I guess you could say. So when I say be consistent, I don't run around shouting all lives matter, even though as a statement, I believe all lives matter because I understand the current context of that and that it's often not being taken at, at, at face value these days. It's, it's, it's being used as a way to undermine a specific movement against racism. So Yes, as a statement, I believe all lives matter, but you won't catch me running around saying that because I understand context. I also don't run around saying black lives matter, even though I believe black lives matter, because I understand the current context and that it's often not being taken at face value. It's not being taken as a statement. There's a movement in an organization, and I don't necessarily agree with everything they stand for. So the problem I have is when people are picking and choosing but don't have the self-awareness to, to realize. If you think the statement, Black Lives Matter, is more than just saying you value black lives, okay? If you can't take it at face value, it's more than just saying you value black lives. If you think it's political, if you think it's something deeper, then look at all lives matter the same way. Don't be the, oh, Black Lives Matter is such a loaded statement, so all lives matter. Well, if one is loaded, then the other is loaded, okay? And if you think that all lives matter is something deeper, something more than just saying you value every person's life, because I hope everybody values every person's life. So if you think all lives matter is a loaded statement, something deeper, and you don't agree with that deeper meaning, then you can't say black lives matter is just a simple face value statement either. All these double standards on both sides. Anything for anybody's personal narrative and anything to make the other side look shitty. It's just kind of exhausting to watch all of it catch fire on social media with a bunch of good people talking past each other and being egged on by the shitty trolls. So I hope that makes sense. Um, I just, I struggle with, I see so many people trying to fight the good fight and, and I see a lot of even like friends of mine, um, doing the whole silence is violence. Um, and I just, I have a problem with that because you, you don't know what's going on in everybody's head and you don't know what everybody thinks. And I talked about it on a previous pod of like, pick, there's so many problems in society today. If I don't see you talking about it every day, do I think the worst of you? If you're not talking about pedophilia every day, if you're not talking about 
murder every day, if you're not talking about any of the, like, spousal abuse, like, if you're not talking about these things every day, does it mean you don't care? Absolutely not. So that's my take on the happenings of the world today. Just be consistent, okay? Extend grace to people you don't immediately understand. And I'm not perfect by any means. Like, I'm, I'm working on this myself. But I'll try to take my own advice as well. And, uh, yeah, just, just be good to each other, man. I really do firmly believe that the majority of us out here, and probably the vast majority, are all good people trying to do the right things. And we might disagree on how to get there. But we need, to, we need to talk to each other. We need to have healthy discourse and not assume the worst of each other. And maybe at the end of the day, we just will totally disagree. But let's not just assume the worst of each other. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify so you get the pod in your library right away. Get at me at Packy Raps on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts. And I'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. I'm a company man, I do it all for the brand I give my blood to the job and I give my love to the fans Really spec for the job, never no check in advance And at the end of the month, I earn a check in my hand